Okay, we are recording. But cheers, cheers to everybody. And we're uh, so yes, everybody have some of this extremely cheap bourbon. A fistful. A fistful, just a fistful. Are your school days out of sight? When you took English, art, and math, what's your favorite Fahrenheit? How sour are the grapes of wrath? Do you need a challenger or disgusting Salinger? Do you love the written word? What happened to the mockingbird? Our show is just beginning, so find a place to sit. These questions will be on the test. It's time for sophomore league. Okay, hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back. This is another one of our dumb Thanksgiving sophomore lit episodes, and with me again are my two brothers, uh, Rob, Rob, and Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, full disclosure: we are not recording this on Thanksgiving this year. Um, we are recording this at some undisclosed date. <laughs> Why so, are you being so coy about it? <laughs> so, guess what it is. Right in. It already happened. They can't disrupt well, it. <laughs> well, they can. Well, I was going to say they could guess what it, what date it was right in, and they would win a prize. Okay. Um, but now that I think about that, that's a terrible thing to do. Um, so every time we do one of these dumb things, I have to convince my brothers to read along with me some bit of Americana. And this year, once again, we are returning to the well that never runs dry, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and. We are doing his Wreck of the Hesperus, uh, which was published first in 1842. And I believe this is the first time either of you have read this, right? I read the Mad Magazine version a long time ago. I was reminded of it when you sent me that link. But And Dan? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've never read this before. <laughs> Longfellow was the most uh, popular poet in America. Uh, for a long time, either. You can certainly see why. You can see why, yes. Well, poems, minded stories. Poems like Wreck of the Hesperus were favorites for declamation, uh, which was apparently a pastime people engaged in in the yeah. 19th century. For television, we had to make our own fun by <laughs> saying poetry back and forth to one another. So, the Wreck of the Hesperus is... Uh, of course, the story of a shipwreck. Um, any any initial impressions from either of you? <laughs> <laughs> For the whole thing? You know, whatever. A bit of a wreck. Yeah. No, I mean, it's clearly... It doesn't surprise me that it was uh, popular for declaiming. It just It's a story poem. Uh, I can imagine it actually playing better spoken than read. Read, I'm just kind of like, Okay, this is like a big pile of schmaltz. I don't know. Beautiful young woman dying, always a popular subject of popular culture. It starts with, it was the schooner Hesperus, which reminds me of, it is an ancient mariner. Yeah. Like, it's, good. it's required that every <laughs> water-related poem starts with someone just identifying a thing in the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's also in the Hey, look over there. It's a boat. <laughs> It's also that, uh, what is it, the, the iambic quatrometer that, uh, that uh, Wreck of the Ancient Mariners. Um, Very sing-songy. It was the schooner Hesperus that sailed the wintry sea, 
and the skipper had taken his little daughter to bear him company. Now, actually, that la that third line is kind of playing r r rough and loose with the meter. Yeah, how little was his daughter? Because later on in the second stanza, there's the talk about how her bosom was as white as the hawthorn buds. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, suspecting she's not quite little. Maybe, though, not appropriately aged to be thinking about her hawthorn buds. Right. Now, I understand, and I may be wrong, but the it, the it the belief was it was bad luck to take women to sea, and mm -hmm. only captains were allowed to do so. It was one of the perks of being a captain, was you could take your wife with you if you wanted to. Um, but I, I can't, you know, maybe it was bad luck. John, maybe. can you explain to me why some of these words have accents on them? Um, like old sailor. Yeah, sailor um, has an accent over the other. There's another you, one in here. Well, you, you know the band Motley Crue? <laughs> I'm familiar. It's for the same reason. Uh, just because it looks neat. Yeah. I mean, the, these are not accent. In in um, Traditionally, when you put like a, a little inflection on that, that's just saying that that was... Um, Stress. So when it says, that saved, she might be... Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing is that it, it even just says that it's... Make sure that you pronounce it because you could have just said sailor. Sailor. Mm. I guess so. Um, so the Wreck of the Hesperus was based upon an actual event. Um, there was this nor'easter in 1839 that struck Cape Ann. And for those of you outside Massachusetts, Cape Ann is like the, the northern part of the Cape of Massachusetts with Cape Cod being the southern part. And that's uh, there's a city there called Gloucester. And if you go to Gloucester, there's a statue there of the Gorton's Fisherman. Actually, it's actually just a statue of, of fishermen in general, but it looks an awful lot like the Gordon's Fisherman. Um, Which came first? <laughs> so this was the equivalent at the time of there being like three Amy Fisher TV movies that came out after Amy Fisher. They're like, what's in the news? Yeah. Let's do a... I think of it more as like the equivalent of the um, Edmund Fitzgerald mm -hmm. song by uh, Gordon Lightfoot. But in any case, yeah, the thing that... The thing about that was there were some, there were like 30 ships, I think, that were wrecked in that storm. And there was the story that a woman was washed up on shore, lashed to a, a, a mast. But I don't know uh, what her story was. There is a hilarious um, news uh, article that I found from 1912 that was saying, well, the Hesperus was actually at dock during this uh, storm. So... Longfellow got it wrong. And it was wow. very, very smug. So, the so I, I was saying this to you earlier. The 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 thing that really kind of, I mean, I, I doubt I was going to like this poem in the first place. But the thing that soured me on it was there's three stanzas that all start with "Oh Father," <laughs> where the daughter is saying something stuff that she would not say. During a, a, a storm, I dare say, like, oh, father, I hear the church bells ring. Oh, say, what may it be? Is it, t it, t what, t is a fog bell on a rockbound coast? Right. Well, mm. uh, oh, yeah, he answers each time. But then, like, the third time, he says, oh, say, what may it be? And, but the father answered never a word. A frozen corpse was he. Which is the big twist in the middle, and I, I, this feels to me like something that um, 
I don't know, that uh, Lewis Carroll would have done a parody of in one of his books. Or Wally Wood and the Mad. The, yeah. We're gonna, but, uh, yeah, I was trying to think about why I actually have some sentimental feelings towards the record of Edmund Fitzgerald. And, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, it's it's music. It's music. <laughs> yeah, the smooth sounds of Gordon Lightfoot. Yes, <laughs> but, you know some some of his you know, lyrics are pretty clunky, but still the dialogue's a little bit better. Like like fellows, it's too rough to feed you. It at least sounds like something that actually could be said, and you feel it. You, you don't believe this daughter for a moment. I mean, she's well, a perfect little fairy, but she's having she's having sort of intimations of immortality. She's having these. Like, I well, Father, I see a gleaming light. Yes. I'll say what may it be. Right. She's 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 seeing over to the other side. So I think you know she hears church bells. I don't know why guns are up in heaven, but she hears those too. <laughs> now let's back up a little bit before we okay. get to the, the the meat and potatoes of the actual wreck of the Hespers. Um, there are basically three characters in this. There's the father and the daughter, but there's also an old sailor who is there to scold. Uh, mm-hmm. the captain and say look uh, mm-hmm. I fear a hurricane um, he was, he's the herald of doom like right, in a right. horror, horror movie right well he's 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 got the experience because he had sailed to the Spanish main mm. which is important because it rhymes with hurricane but also <laughs> it shows that he has um, he has the goods whereas the captain is full of pride and he believes he can weather any storm so where is the spanish main is that the spanish mainland or is that a location or is it it's uh, the main spain i don't know that's a good question i mean the rain falls maybe it's, it's like we're like the rock of gibraltar almost like almost bumps up against uh the tip of north africa that little works little, for me i mean i'm i'm guessing here um the so the, the question I always have is like, what is actually driving this this uh, captain? Why does he why is he so eager to get out uh, uh, on onto this wintry sea? Uh, yeah, um, it I mean, one would assume that uh, is he a fisherman? There's like uh, financial pressures that he needs to fish more. <laughs> I I, I, like it, it does seem weird that he's like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna laugh at you. <laughs> Old salty sea dog, <laughs> rather than right. Well, I think he's the merchant marine, and I don't know what he's transporting. I, it, again, it seems like a a bad uh, business practice to be transporting anything valuable in the midst of winter. Um, they, so they keep they they keep talking throughout this um, this poem about Norman's Woe, which is the uh, reef. And the jutting rock that comes up out of the reef, and that is an actual place. Actually, if you go to to Gloucester today, you can go see Norman's Woe, and it's it's only like about two hundred yards out, so it's not too far out. And apparently, it has sunk a lot of ships in its day. The sand reef, uh, assume not coral reef, up this far north there. Yeah, sand reef, but there's but there's the the rock that sticks out is actually the 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 titular woe of Norman. I don't know who Norman is though. He's as important as a sailor. He's there to <laughs> spread like, woe and, and die. And uh, Maybe it's like the, the Norman's... Norman's woe gets the last bit of the... Yeah, sure. Such with the rest, wreck of the Hesperus in the midnight and the snow. 
Christ save us all from a death like this on the reef of Norman's Woe, which is, I guess, a useful cautionary tale specifically for for sea people, but not <laughs> like if I heard this poem, I wouldn't be it, this. This lesson isn't applicable to my life. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like, you know, after Jaws came out, everyone was afraid of being eaten by a shark, even if they lived in the Midwest. The, uh, you know, I, I think that this is like the terror of like, Oh, someday for some reason, I'll go join a ship and go to sea. <laughs> and I'll forget. <laughs> I'll forget all about Norman's Rovo. So really Norman and Christ are the third and, yeah. Right, right, sure, sure. The fourth and fifth characters, I guess. Yeah, no, it's it, it. You know, the thing that I thought when when she turns and says, "Oh, Father, I see a gleaming light. Oh, say what might we be?" The father answered never a word. A frozen corpse was he. I I, I wanted to to say, "Good Lord, choke!" At that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I also sort of imagine him very cartoonishly frozen, as if Mister Freeze has. Shot him, and then we we do get this moment of 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 religious piety after after the daughter sees that her her dad is 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 no more. She clasped her hands and prayed that saved she, she might be. Yeah, this this accent I understand. Right why it's there, and she thought of Christ who stilled the wave on the Lake of Galilee. But you know, Christ, you know, why couldn't he do something here? Yeah. No, that's it's like a pious poem that, about someone who doesn't. Well, get prayers saved. are unanswered. You know, there are in the in the late nineteenth century, early twentieth century, there are literally hundreds of paintings, romantic paintings, especially English paintings and some American paintings of ships caught in uh, ice flows and caught in the, and and being like wrecking up against icebergs there's a very famous and shoot what who's it by by a british painter called man proposes god disposes which shows like a it's it's, it's it's as bad as you think it shows the wreck of a ship and there's uh polar bears fighting over human remains <laughs> and there was a uh there was a, a whole like genre of like oh you think you're good well god's gonna put you in your place and I always thought that's that's like the most petty god you could imagine. Like, oh, you got too close to the North Pole. Well, I'll show you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all get cranky. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially at Christmas time, maybe if uh, this is around the winter, you see, maybe uh, maybe God has other things on my his mind. He's like, you know, I got is a, near. I got to plan a birthday here, and you're. Like a vessel of glass, she stove and sank. Ho, ho, the breakers roared. Ho, oh, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, like, I understand that at the time, it would have been certainly big news if uh, many people had died in Iraq, but reading it without... The immediate context. I'm like, why is this a poem? It's a poem about a guy who's told not to go out in a storm, and he does, and the boat sinks. <laughs> you know, I, I guess to be charitable, this was you know been in a time where people are a lot closer to death, and you know we not so sanitized, and everyone you know experienced dead children early. Mm-hmm. And way to bring us down. Yeah, though. thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something positive to say, and all I can say is, well, you know, no, well, that you did. Sort of a Thanksgiving 
uh, thought to yeah. think that we're not <laughs> we neither <laughs> we're not on the wintry sea we're not on the wintry sea and that we don't have to listen to people declaim poetry at each other we are here without inside, seeking warm, it out bad whiskey yeah but I think we're a little closer to Norman's woe than I would hope to be uh. um, so this poem gets referenced in, in popular culture uh, when I when I mentioned this to you you of course sang the George Harrison song which um, I, I don't know if anyone remembers, but George Harrison wrote a song called The Wreck of the Hesperus. Yeah, about how he's feeling great, even though he's old, basically. <laughs> and and ironically, he died that, like, just right after yeah. that album came out. So, um, But not wow. from being old, from mm -hmm. cancer. <laughs> you call me a downer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, one thing that is not a downer is this poem is also referenced in... Uh, Groucho Marx's famous Lydia the Tattooed Lady. And I think that his audience would know exactly what the rest, Wreck of the Hesperus was. Um, I think that it's um, a clever line about um, her back was the Battle of Waterloo beside the Wreck of the Hesperus too, while proudly above waved the red, white, and blue. It does point to the grand eloquence of this poem and the <laughs> sort of ridiculousness of, of taking all this stuff seriously. But you didn't know that, and you're the big Marx Brothers nerd amongst us. Uh, there's other parts of that song that I could probably sing, but that was not a lyric that stuck in my head. <laughs> Perhaps because I didn't have the the context of the poem to associate it with. Well, now you do. Yeah. And now our readers do. Our readers, our listeners do as well. And For those a of transcript. Us, <laughs> those of us reading this <laughs> in the future on the transcript, it will definitely be made. You know too. Um, any Thanksgiving thoughts, guys? Um, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Cheers to that. We did it. We did it. We did the thing. <laughs> <laughs>